Okay, well, it sounds like uh, we might have some trouble hearing Justin today, <laughs> but uh, regardless, uh, thanks so much for having me on the show today. Uh, it's such a such a pleasure. Let me just adjust some things. So, yeah, annual training plans. What are they and why should you have one and then actually use it? You know, if you've ever felt a bit... Justin, can you grab the uh, next slide for me, please? <laughs> you know, if you've ever felt a bit lost in your training, like you just get on the bike and do whatever with no real sense of direction, then annual training plans are for you. Uh, today we're going to talk about what are annual training plans, why you should have them and actually use them, and without getting too deep in the details, we'll talk about how to approach building them. Next slide, please, Justin. But first, I'm sure you guys want to know who I am, who's going to be telling you all this stuff today. So, um, my name is Dennis Cutro. I'm the co-founder and CEO of Beretta Training. Beretta is this brand new company that I started with my really good friend and co-founder this summer. planning tools for the world of endurance sports so there's so many um, good apps out there to track and analyze your training but across all uh, just hold on a second perfect why don't I just keep going guys and well okay perfect we'll just keep going with it so Again, I'm Dennis Kutcher. I'm the co-founder and CEO of Beretta Training, and we're laser-focused on building better planning tools for endurance sports. So there's so many great um, apps to track and analyze your training, but um, across all those apps, we think the planning functionality is a bit weak, right? Even though we have all this amazing tech in our sports, we have these digital calendars where we can drag and drop workouts onto the days. We really haven't gotten all that more efficient at doing things than basic pen and paper. Really, we haven't even been able to beat the Excel spreadsheet. And that's why Barrett is trying to um, improve this functionality. So next slide, please, Justin. Um, my background is that I'm an engineer turned semi-pro cyclist. And before I started Beretta, I actually spent two years racing around North America against guys like Chris Horner and, and other World Tour fellows. So, um, and when I got into cycling, I really fell in love with the process of planning almost as much as um, the sport itself. Right? I really liked the cycle of strategizing about what I was going to do. Um, in order to make that improvement and go in and doing it, seeing if I could get a measured improvement. And uh, I actually think that that measured improvement is like really, really addictive and it keeps you highly motivated to go on to the next training block. And of course, you know, after the cycle, you want to assess what you did. Did the plan work? Um, you want to learn, make adjustments and, and then go forward and do it all again. Next slide, please, Justin. So in university, I started cycling as my primary sport, and I really studied it um, like it was another course, like like training theory. And so um, I ended up improving a ton over those next few years and had a good amount of success racing, um, so much so that when I graduated, I got picked up by an elite amateur team and ended up doing my first professional races that summer. But unfortunately... 
I didn't have a plan in place, and I ended up doing what we call uh, panic training. Uh, inevitably, I overtrained pretty hard, and while I was still able to do okay at those pro races, that training really caught up to me later in the summer, and I ended up having a really horrible time. Like, really, I don't wish... I don't wish overtraining symptoms on anyone. It's pretty bleak. Uh, I was sick for a month. I had no energy, like let alone to ride the bike. Um, but it was a big learning experience. And and the next year, I committed to training properly, um, to pacing myself over the course of the whole season. And I ended up having a really great year. And it showed me the importance of starting with goals in mind and then working your way down rather than deciding week to week or even day to day what to go out and do on the bike, um, right? And it's what motivated me to take my planning to the next level and really start with creating eight, a, sorry, a great annual training plan. Uh, next slide, please, Justin. So with that story in mind, what is an annual training plan? Basically, it's just a set of weekly targets that say, how much training you're going to do and what type of training you're going to do um, each week in order to achieve some objective you've set for yourself at the end of the plan. It's a season overview, a document that you can use as a reference point, and it's what guides you when you go to plan your workouts um, every week into your calendar. And next slide, please, Justin. Let's see. And so why should you use one? Well, annual training plans um, answer the big questions about your season. First off, first question is, um, what are you trying to achieve with your training? Now, this can be a really specific race or performance goal, um, or it could just be much more casual. Like if you've ever gone for group rides with your friends or Zwift rides, and you've been disappointed in your performance, um, and you've wanted to improve, then an annual training plans are for you. But, you know, if you literally only ride for fun and you don't care if you ever get dropped, then, you know, maybe they're not for you and that's okay. Um, but, you know, these more general goals, um, like riding really well with your friends in July, like that's a very worthy and worthwhile goal to, to build an annual training plan around. So um, now that you have a goal, like the next big question an annual training plan is going to help you answer is, roughly, how are you going to achieve it? Like I said before, it just comes down to how much training and what type of training you're going to do each week throughout the year. And so the third big question that an annual training plan can help you answer is, why am I doing this training today, right? If you ever get on the bike with no real sense of direction and just kind of go through the motions, annual training plans are going to help. They define how the training you do today fits into the bigger picture and how you're gonna go about your season in order to achieve that goal. Next slide, please, Justin. So the benefits of having an ATP are that you never feel lost in your training. There's always something to fall back on. There's a reference point and something that shows that the training you're doing today has a purpose and reason behind it. And Having that will bring a real confidence into your training, a sense of direction, which leads to increased motivation when you're on the bike doing the hard work. Because essentially, 
what you're doing with your plan is simulating your entire season from start to finish and you're seeing success at the end. You start to believe in the process and seeing that roadmap and envisioning that success is a very powerful motivational tool. Next slide, please, Justin. Okay, so these things are obviously super important to have, um, but let's talk about how to actually approach building them, right? With annual training plans, you start with the big picture at the goals and events, um, possibly even for multiple years, and break things down on a monthly basis, then a weekly basis. And if you really want to sink some time to planning, go all the way down to your daily workouts. But, excuse me, but without those targets in place, right, planning your training workout by workout is a very dangerous trap to fall into. Um, you shouldn't start your season by deciding what workout you're going to do tomorrow. You need to set the targets and help develop a strategy. Um, so you have a framework when you go and plan your workouts into every week. And this is, uh, this is an approach that we call top down. And it's actually so important that um, it's actually the main principle behind Beretta's entire design. Next slide, please, Justin. Okay, so uh, to start, we have to pick our goals and key events for the year. And like I said, these can be race or much more general objectives. Um, but the important thing is decide what they are and then put them on the plan. Um, and next, you know, races are great, but they're probably not the only or even most important thing in your year um, that's going to affect your training, right? Unique life events, things like family vacations, training camps, uh, exam periods for students, uh, that week-long business trip in May, or like the holiday season. Um, these are all super important and probably have a bigger impact on your training than your goals themselves. And so we have to get them included into the plan. Um, write them down. Don't forget to include them because they're really important when you go to the next step of the planning process. Next slide, please, Justin. And that next step is scheduling your training throughout the year. What we want to do here is break your training down into three or four week mesocycles, factoring in those life events, right? And when we're doing this, we want to be strategic about when we plan our rest weeks. For example, when are your other lower priority races, right? Um, putting um, B races um, at the end of a rest week is a really great option because that way you can show up fresh and ready to race rather than fatigued at, and at the end of a hard training week. Uh, next slide, please, Justin. Once you know when your training blocks are gonna happen, it's time to figure out what kind of training you're going to do inside of them. And that's the process called periodization. And so the classic example of periodization is to have something like 12 weeks of a base period, followed by eight weeks of a build period, followed by some sort of a peak period leading into your um, A races where most your most important events are happening, right? These are the target events. And of course, uh, there's lots of options when it comes to periodization. That's the real classic one, but there's lots of styles and lots of different strategies, different preferences. But um, no matter what your preference is, um, all of this fits inside of the framework of annual planning. Next slide, please, Justin. 
And then, of course, we get to the part that everyone knows and loves, the training load, right? How much training are you going to do on any given week throughout the year? Now, remember, we want to approach this in a top-down method. So the question to ask is, excuse me. <laughs> so the question to ask is, what fitness or CTL value do you want to achieve leading into your A races? And then we want to work backwards from there. Um, you really want to start by considering the endpoints. Um, where is the plan leading? There's no point in starting at the first week of the plan and saying, I want to ramp by this much. How much training load do I need to do to achieve that? And then, okay, let's do that, right? That's bottom-up planning. That's what we want to avoid. So a great way to figure out uh, what CTL you should target uh, this year is to look at what you did last year. Let's say that um, last season, you reached 65 CTL leading into your big race. Well, this year, if you think that you have the time to train uh, a bit more or, or think that you can train a bit more intensely inside the time that you have, then you can target a CTL that's maybe 10 points more than last year. That's a, that's a reasonable but substantial increase from year to year, right? That's a nice progressive plan that won't have you overreaching. An increase of 20 points, for example, is starting to border on the aggressive side of things. Uh, next slide, please, Justin. Now, typically, it's good if during your off-season, you're maintaining about 50% of the CTL um, that you're hitting at the peak of the year. So if you want to hit 100 points leading into your priority events, you should be starting the year around 50. Um, and if we take this example and we have a very normal training schedule that builds up over the course of a 24-week period, notice that on average, that's only two points per week over the course of that whole buildup, right? Um, and that can seem really counterintuitive to people because we've all seen the recommendations that say uh, to ramp up your fitness, your CTL at five or even seven points per week. But if you step back and look at the big picture, um, you'll realize that you might only hit those kind of ramp rates for a very short period of time during your plan before it levels off and gets more moderate. Um, and I caution people not to ramp blindly. Um, if you're just going week to week and not thinking about the long term and where you want to go, um, you could get to a point where your CTL flattens out because you just don't have any more time to train and you've hit your peak fitness eight or even 12 weeks before your target event. And, you know, that is arguably not the best scenario. Next slide, please, Justin. Okay, so um, the way to prevent this is to take the fitness that you want to hit at the end of the plan, right, by the, by the A event, and then take the fitness that you have at the start of the plan and figure out, um, on average, what's that ramp rate. Now, you don't have to increase at a constant rate from the start all the way to the finish, you can have some variation, but knowing that number, that average ramp rate, it's going to be a good reference point when you start um, setting intermediate CTL goals at the end of each mesocycle. Because if you break the whole plan down 
um, and have short-term CTL goals, then you have a number to guide your weekly training load planning um, inside each mesocycle, which then guides the workout planning inside of each week. Uh, next slide, please, Justin. Okay, so there you have it, right? You're done. You have this amazing annual training plan to guide you through your season and you're totally motivated to tackle the training because you can see success at the end of the plan, right? Um, you've got your target events and your goals. Um, you've scheduled your training around important life events. Um, you've periodized and figured out what type of training you're gonna be doing through each block. And uh, you've worked out um, short-term fitness CTL targets um, for the end of each mesocycle along the way so that your training loads are well-paced throughout the year. This plan's absolutely amazing, but there's only one problem left. Next slide, please, Justin. That's right, life happens, right? Leaving aside the fact that the process I just laid out um, rather briefly is, uh, is gonna be quite time-consuming, when you factor in the possibility um, of something popping up and your plan getting derailed and you have to go back and rework it all to get something that actually makes sense, well, phew, right? Like, that's gonna be a struggle. And the thing is, uh, things are inevitably going to change and that's okay. Even professional athletes whose entire lives revolve around training are gonna have things pop up. And, and that doesn't mean that you should throw out your plan. Annual, plan, annual training plans should be uh, a living document, something get, that gets updated and it adjusts. Um, it should be an ongoing process. Just because things pop up and things change doesn't mean that you shouldn't know why you're doing the training that you're doing every day and how it fits into the bigger picture of the season. It's... It's the annual training plan that gives you that foundation. It gives you that answer. Next slide, please, Justin. So of course, that's why we built Beretta. Instead of hacking around on a spreadsheet, not only do we try to save you time to get an ATP created, um, and that's by offering um, the ability to just input what fitness uh, CTL goal you have. Um, you can include those, uh, those unique life events right onto the plan. And uh, you can calculate an initial plan based off of your, your training preferences. Um, but we also make it easy to update and adjust the plan, right? When life happens and things inevitably need to change. So I'm really, really excited to be able to keep coming back and talk to you guys about other training topics and challenges that we all face. Um, thanks so much for having me. Next slide, please, Justin. And if you have any questions at all about the stuff I talked about today, feel free to follow up with me and send questions to Dennis at BerettaTraining.com. I'd absolutely love to hear from you. Um, so Justin, somehow uh, I'm going to send it back to you, even though we're having some technical difficulties today. Um, we'll see if there's any questions, maybe in the Facebook comments that I can, uh, that I can answer before we wrap things up. <clears throat> Hello. Okay, I think the live stream can hear me. Hey, Justin. I don't, hey. I can't hear you. I wonder uh, if I think, the Facebook people can. I think the live... Someone uh, type in the comments if they can hear Justin? Yeah, let's, yeah let, me, let us know if you guys can hear me. I don't think Dennis can hear me. Um, but let us also, know if you... I apologize for being so dark today. I'll have to um, put some <laughs> lighting situation when I get set up for next time. How is Beretta different from Training Peaks? Uh, 
Yeah, well, sure. So Training Peaks is a, is a tool that offers like so much, right? You can upload your rides and analyze them. Um, coaches and athletes can communicate back and forth between each other. Um, right, Beretta is really it's just a planning tool, right? It's it's just focused on that one aspect, and um, yeah, it's it's much more dynamic than a spreadsheet. Uh, it's all interconnected, so yeah, you can make these big sweeping updates to your plan really quickly, and then uh, update and adjust it when life changes, right? And uh, that's really we really put a lot of effort into kind of nailing that functionality. Thanks for the question. Great. Okay, so. I know Dennis can't hear me still, but I think the live stream can. Uh, oh, they're saying that they can hear you, Justin. Yeah, so I'll send him a message. They can hear me. You can't. So hopefully he gets that message. Um, so we'll, we'll do our best here. we got a few minutes left. If you got more questions, let them fly in the comments. Uh, I, I, I've been playing around a bit with... Uh, the, the Beretta tool, I've been I've I've been liking it. Uh, I would say, what did I do before? I played with the annual training planning tool in Training Peaks, uh, but I think I think I got into it before they really had been using TSS targets. It was just really ours. And what ended up happening was it fell by the wayside for me. I didn't stay on top of it. I didn't recalculate it, and so. It really wasn't of much use to me in the long run. Uh, I know that since I did that, they have rolled out the TSS version of their training plan. I haven't gone back and really looked at it, but I, from having dealt with it, I do know that Red is definitely a much more dynamic system. So you basically stay on top of it each week, and it'll dynamically recalculate everything um, if you've got issues. So, I mean... Um, I definitely recommend at least going and, and kicking the tires on. I think there's a 14-day free trial. See if it's for you. Um, Dennis could correct me if it's not 14 days, but uh, I'm sure it's on their website. Rita and I'm I'm horrible with pronunciation. Beretta. I don't know why I keep saying Beretta, but it's Beretta. So Dennis will correct me later on, but. Um, um, yeah, and Andy agrees that the Training Peaks annual training plan is a pain to adjust. So we've got another three, uh, three or four minutes on the live stream. Got questions? Let them fly here for Dennis. Um, we've got him for a few more minutes, and he will be returning to the show um, later on as we get more topics and conversations. We wanted to give you a good introduction as to who he is. You've been seeing his face a bit more often, his background. Um, what value he brings to the table. So um, <clears throat> I want to remind you that uh, also if you're watching the recording here and you've got any questions, you can go ahead and head to the forum at discuss.endurancelab.fit and you can uh, ask us there. Justin, I can hear you across uh, the Facebook. There's a bit of a delay, but um, if there is a question I can answer it, uh, it just might be a bit of a lag on my end. Okay, cool. So we've, we've got a 10-second, 15-second delayed conversation between me and Dennis, <laughs> but uh, so it, it works, but uh, I will definitely get that fixed. For all the tech nerdies out there, I've, I just I upgraded Windows, that re changes all of your default microphone settings in every app, and now I've got Skype 
and banana and OBS fighting microphone, and I didn't get it set up correctly. So that's what we're dealing with. But uh, okay, so Purificati's got a question. It says, oh, oh, Purificati says, Dennis taught me everything I know about crushing watts. There you go. <laughs> Big shout out from Purificati. He's well known and loved in the community here. Good to see you, Purificati. Um, okay, so what services Strava or Training Peaks does it link with? Okay, you want to talk, answer the linking with services question? Fun story about Justin Purificati and I is that we did a uh, month-long training clamp together in uh, outside of San Diego where for one month we shared uh, a single room with two twin beds. It, it really, really tested our, our friendship, but we were able to make it through and we're still great pals. Dennis <laughs> will hear the question about linking with services. Hopefully he can address that. Nice 10 second delay longer. He hears Andy's question there. Seconds to hear me on the Facebook live stream. Yes, no, maybe. I'll send him a message. Oh, no, I think I missed the question, Justin. Okay. Um, yeah, so uh, Beretta is a bit of an unintegrated product, right? It kind of replaces spreadsheets, which they themselves are, um, you know, an unintegrated thing that just stands alone. Uh, so, well, we do have the ability to import uh, past data. So, you know, from Training Peaks, you can export uh, CSV with uh, workout summaries. Uh, and you can import that into Beretta. We'll build up a historical PMC for you. And then you can kind of dissect it and analyze what you've done in the past in terms of ramp rates, um, weekly intensities. And that's going to help inform uh, better plan building into the future. Um, and then you just take the numbers right off the plan. If it says, you know, 450 points this week, you just take that number and bring it over to your calendar and something like Training Peaks. And then you can build your workouts so that they actually match that number, right? And it's just this, this flow of if your workouts match the number this week and in Beretta, all the weeks have this nice pattern, um, you know that the workouts this week are fitting into that bigger picture, Right, so you could just basically have one number, make the workouts, and kind of know that you are building a plan that's uh, going to progress the right way in the long term. Very good. Um, and one thing I want to touch on that point is that uh, the amount of integration needed between Beretta and other systems is quite low. So really, the output from Beretta to the other systems is really like one number a week. Okay. You could, you could maybe have a second number if you wanted to uh, take intensity into account. Basically, it's coming up with a, a training points per week. So, so when you're, as you're breaking down each week, you just need to know that number. So it's you're right. It's not uh, it's not natively integrated with Training Peaks. Training Peaks uh, does not have an open API, so that's not possible for them at the moment. I hope you're watching Training Peaks, and I hope. We can make that change for them, but uh, <laughs> and then in the other direction, coming back from whatever, let's say training peaks or whatever system, the feedback each week really is, what was the training load I did that week? And if you want to be, and also, you know, with that, currently Bread also takes the feedback of what the what the CTL and your training stress balance is 
because of that change. So, so really, we're talking like four numbers moving across each week. Pretty low amount of data. I mean, you're you're right. You'll have to get into a little bit of a uh, the, the routine of moving these back and forth. Most people who are thinking about this system type already will already be doing this, honestly. Uh, but uh, but that's that's really. I mean, so it's it's a small amount of information that needs to move between the systems. It's it's quite easily done manually. I mean, we're talking like one to two minutes per week to get it done. And when you're sitting down each week to analyze what your training was last week and if you need to adjust forward targets, that's, you know, one to two minutes there is not a big deal. Most people are planning out, you have to plan out each week's uh, specifics, right? So you've got a weekly target, but you need to build out the workouts for the week. And so that's, um, as you sit down to do that, um, you know, basically that's when you can transition those numbers across. So that being said, yeah, I think, you know, as a user, I do feel like there is another happy medium improvement where maybe maybe there's some opportunity to link or automatically bring in my workout stuff as it happens. Um, but that being said, I, you know, I don't think it's a deal killer personally. I still think it's fully functional. It's a minor inconvenience that uh, they're not integrated. Um, again, I just want to be clear, I'm not uh, getting Beretta for free. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm still in the trial period. I haven't paid the dentist yet. I'm still making him earn his money on that. But, uh, you know, so not, uh, this isn't a paid infomercial or anything. We do, you know, it's a service that's out there. I think most of us could be interested in checking out. And so if you want to share your thoughts on it, be happy to hear it. Uh, we're a little bit over on the broadcast today, but I apologize for the technical difficulties. I, um, you know, as my own fault, Dennis is on time and ready, and I messed it up. But uh, we'll hopefully have that sorted out for next week. So with that, I will say thanks for joining the show. Hope to see you again on the channel. If you like the content, hit the like button uh, to the channel. We're here daily with great video content. This show is on every week. Wednesday mornings, Pacific time, 6.30 p.m. and 6 a.m. Anyway, so there we go. We've got a wave from Dennis. And, uh, and with that, I'm going to turn on the exit video, and we're going to say have a wonderful day, and thank you for coming.